nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you Jesse Haymeyer, physician founder of Well Empowered, where she practices data-driven, outcome-oriented, functional medicine. See, she created Well Empowered with one commitment in mind, providing you the foundation of health and vitality that transforms your experience of life and alters what is possible for you. So, man, we're going to get some stuff today. I can't wait for this one. And of course, you know, I never disappoint. I might have a hack of the episode, right? And she's going to break down five essentials of weight loss mastery. Five essentials of weight loss mastery. So take your pad out for this one. Take your pencils out and get your healthy drink, get your kombucha and So really listen to this because She's going to drop some knowledge on us, right? And before I start the episode, everybody know that, you know, I'm in, I'm in Florida here. Hurricane Ian is rude. It's, he's coming. I told him I don't want him to come, but he's coming anyway. So you might hear some thunder, some raining in the background. Who knows? We're going to get a little interesting today. So, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, you know you're a Floridian when you make joke about hurricanes. That's when you know you really are a Floridian. But with that being said, let's welcome the doctors to the show. Hey, Jesse, how you doing? I am doing great, Zico. Thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to be with you and your audience here today. Thank you for being here. And you know what? I already told them a little bit about you, but tell us a little bit more. Tell my audience about yourself. Yeah, sure. So as you said, I'm Dr. Jesse Haymeyer, and I practice data-driven natural medicine. And the reason I do that is it really lives for me like a truth, like gravity, that Our health is the foundation for authoring a life of meaning, of contribution, of joy, of creating our life as we intend it to fulfilling our dreams. And so when I partner with people, it really is, it's, it's not just, oh, let's lose some weight or let's get your digestion in order. It's no, what, what is your life about? Right? Because you know, when your health isn't handled, it gets in the way of that. It gets in the way of what your health is about. And uh, so it it really is a privilege and a joy to get to do this work with people and to be here on the show with you to share it with your, with you, with your audience. And now you said something, you said partner with people. Most people wouldn't catch that, but you said partner with people. So I explained that to my audience. Yes, absolutely. So the inherited paradigm is one of, it's kind of like an authoritarian paradigm, right? Doctor does this to you, right? That kind of a thing. That's just not how how health works, right? You don't get health by having things done to you. 
health is a collaborative endeavor. So when I work with people, the people who I work with, they're learners, right? They get that in order for them to feel a certain way and look a certain way and, you know, have their health handled, they're, they're going to be really actively involved in that. So it really is a partnership when I work with people. Um, it is, of course, uh, you know, I, I am, you know, supporting them in charting the map ahead to have them arrive at the outcomes they came to get. And, you know, yes, I'm bringing to that conversation information. And I'm also bringing to that conversation, um, you know, new concepts so that they can uncover insights for themselves that help them get out of their own way, that help them create changes that are sustainable versus a quick fix approach, right? Because only sustainable changes produce sustainable outcomes. And that's what I'm in it for, right? I want people to have their health handled. I want it to be like a line in the sand kind of thing, because quite frankly, people have much bigger and better things to worry about than, you know, their weight, their digestion, their skin, their hormones, you know, all those things that ultimately uh, land people in, in my virtual office. Right. And yeah, I like that you said not getting it done to you, but you're working together. That's the same way I train. Oftentimes I've had clients say to me, you know, I, I don't think I should do this workout or they have a suggestion for it. Hey, let's try this workout. And I'll be like, well, why do you think you should? And I'll have them explain it to me. And then I, if they're incorrect, then I may correct them. Right. But I like to get them to explain it to me of why they should. I've had somebody say, I'm, I don't think I should be eating this. And I'm like, well, why don't you think so? Or am I eating too much of this? Then why do you think so? And I have you to kind of reason your way into what you're actually thinking. Because I I like the fact you say that it's not being done to you. If being healthy means having things done to you, then just put me on like a table and hook up some wires to me and just, just download health into me. But that's not how that works, right? And we know that's not how this works. So with that being said, that's going to take me to my next question is, because you mentioned mastering your middle ground, ditching the all or nothing approach. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what I mean by that is, you know, it becomes most apparent on, you know, January 1st, but certainly we see it throughout the year. Uh, And that's really, you know, people getting to a point where they feel completely desperate and overwhelmed and, you know, they start quote unquote, they start their diet, right? They jump into the whole 30. They do the AIP diet, whatever the diet is du jour and exercises of, you know, the moment they jump into it wholeheartedly. And after about 30 days, they find themselves, you know, sitting on the couch with maybe an extra large pizza and, you know, six pack of beer or a bottle of wine, whatever their, their favorite flavor is. Right. And, um, and that really itself captures the essence of all or nothing, right. All or nothing fundamentally is overindulgence or deprivation, overindulgence or deprivation. And people cycle back and forth between these over and over and over again for years. And some people, many people for decades, And so when I work with people, especially in this area of sustained and empowered weight loss mastery, it really is a collaborative endeavor of guiding people to create and find their middle ground, right? Their middle ground is that place where it's not too tight and not too loose, 
right? They bend intelligently, but they don't break, right? They have that sweet spot sway that is appropriate for them and their lives. And because of that, they're able to sustain the actions that get them the outcomes they care the most about. I love that. And something what I see that quite often happens when anyone has an all or nothing approach is where it's coming from. Because a lot of it is people think healthy means miserable. For some reason, people tie that into the belief that if you're healthy, you're miserable. If you're healthy, you're eating lean chicken and broccoli all the time and you can't, you can't drink or, and there are health people who do drink. I'm not saying you should go out there and just start down in beer, but you can, there are health people who drink and, you know, go out and dance and have fun and do the things that you love. But the, the thing that we miss is when you're healthy, you're actually able to do the things you love longer. I, I keep bringing this up to people because something that annoys me is this age thing where people say, people think that when they're their 30s, oh, I'm too old and I'm getting too old that I have no energy. I'm about to be 40 this year. Everybody that I've come across in a couple of months in December, and I've mentioned this a million times on my show, everybody I've come across has said, looked at me crazy, like, you're, you're how old now? Even when I'm at the gym, people working out with me, see how strong I am and how I move and even how I look at my face. You know, it, it look at me and say, you, you, there's no way you are. I told somebody the other day, because they were asking me fitness questions and I brought up my age and they're like, what? And, this, and, and I get that reaction every single time. Now, mm-hmm. meaning that as, as I keep going, when I'm 50 and 60, granted, if I'm not hit by a bus or something, I'll be able to keep doing the same things that I'm doing now. And I'm getting stronger. I'm still tracking how much lean muscle that I'm building. And I'm still building lean muscle as if I'm younger because I take care of myself. So I, but I don't come in with that approach of, okay, I'm going to go six days and I'm going to be really, really good. And then I'm going to have a cheat day. And that cheat day is going to be the one day that I love. That means that one day out of seven days of the week, you absolutely love. That means that six out of seven, you hate. That's, I don't even know what that math is. I don't have time to map it out right now, but that's, that's, that's a high percentage of your life that you hate trying to get quote unquote healthy. Right. So the, so really working with an expert who understands health and partners with you who can get you to actually be healthy while enjoying life. And you realize that what what you were thinking about what actually healthy was is not what it is. And that in itself can really transform your life. But enough of my voice. Let's keep on talking to the expert here. Now, what are some lessons? Because we're talking about yourself now where the thought is coming from, right? So what are some lessons that someone can learn from themselves? Yeah. So one thing that only you can learn for yourself, and by the way, I would say it's something you learn right now, and then you'll have a new answer next month. And then maybe again, the month after, right? This is an evolving answer, but one thing you can only learn from yourself is what is too tight and what is too loose. In other words, you were saying, you know, she created a so beautifully the, what most people think about when they think about caring for their bodies and eating healthy, they think about, you know, suffering awfulness, you know, for six days. And then, you know, uh, what they would call, uh, the good stuff, not you, you know, is, is fuel, you know, just, loading their body up on foods that ultimately create stress, right? So um, there's nothing, you know, that's an inherited perspective, I would say, right? Nobody made it up. They just inherited it living in this world because it's all over. It's like the water they're swimming in. But, you know, 
in the journey of mastering your middle ground, the first place to really be honest with yourself is, you know, where am I right now in this middle ground? What is too tight? What is too loose? In other words, that whole 30 perspective, right, eliminates everything out of the gate and and is really, you know, deprivation is the experience for many people. But, you know, for someone in your audience who is maybe you're at the beginning of your health journey and you you're sitting where you are and you you look at your at what you typically eat and and mostly it's fast food. And and so maybe the next best step of not too tight, not too loose for you, but still productive would be, okay, every day I'm going to get some kind of vegetable in my meal, like a, you know, a beautiful vegetable that might be the next best step. Now, someone else who's uh, one of your listeners, who's very advanced, but maybe they are still out there partying their partying their butts off with their friends on the weekends, right? So, you know, they're working out, their nutrition's beautiful, but but maybe alcohol is a little bit more uh, robust in its presence than than they know is ideal. So maybe for that person, the next step would be, okay, I'm just going to count how many drinks I'm having so that I just know the facts, right? Just just like I count how many grams of protein I'm getting or, you know, how many reps I do or, you know, measure my, my body fat percentage, right? Just starting with the facts, right? So the first thing is what's too tight and what's too loose. The second thing you can only learn from yourself is how to be both kind and honest. And this is really a journey. This is an evolving thing. You know, most people think about, in this area of health, you know, being kind is like, I'm just not going to look right. I'm not going to look at my body fat percentage, or I'm not going to look at the scale. I'm not going to track what I'm eating or drinking or things like that. Or the other option is be honest and just, you know, I'm going to beat myself up all day long. Right. And make myself feel horrible if I'm anything short of perfect. But there is this, this place of practice where you can practice being both kind and honest, right. Seeing what you're doing and seeing it with kindness, being aware of your gaps, but also being aware of your humanity, right, in your journey. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing you can only learn from yourself is you can only really answer the question, only you can answer the question, what are my must-have health outcomes? Only you can answer that, right? Nobody can answer that except for you. I love those three. I just want to quickly talk about each. Mm-hmm. Is the first one is I definitely like the fact of of kind of homing it in, right? So I'm a biohacker. I'm sure you're familiar with biohacking, and the show is mostly designed for biohackers. And we at the new biohackers that you know feel, feel unfamiliar with it or trying to learn, they think that just means I'm hooking up gadgets to myself all the time and doing all these crazy stuff. But that's can be a part of it because biohackers we love our gadgets, gadgets we love our aura rings, and we you know we love our red light therapy bulbs and you know, different, you know, ways to measure how we train and my in-body machine. Like we love all that stuff, but that's only if you've mastered certain things, if you've already improved your sleep quality, if you've taken inflammatory foods out of your diet for the most part, or if you have a good profile of omega-3 to omega-6, if you're training the way you're supposed to train, like there's so many things that goes in. Now, once you've mastered the basic things like grounding stuff, that's just free in nature. Once you've mastered the basic things, then you can up to that next level, right? So, you know, and then you talk about a person who, for example, who's maybe drinking on the weekends or whatever, maybe you got to ask yourself, why do I drink so much? Why do I feel like I have to have the need to party, right? All the time. 
And so, it, so then that's something that we 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 don't do enough of asking ourselves. And the next part is with kindness. So I look at myself as someone who was always trying to improve, right? That's how I approach everything in my life. And that's my core value system came from my grandparents who taught me, my grandparents raised me and my grandma taught me, if you're going to be a dish digger, be the best dish digger in the world. I, anything I'm going to do, you, I'm going to find a way to be really good at it. That's how my mind works. That's most people don't function like that. That's the same approach with my health and my body. Three years, I've been three and a half years off all my medications because I told my doctor, okay, you're not helping me. I'm going to do this on my own. Not saying everybody else should do that, but that's what I did. And it's worked out for me because if I didn't, I would still be on medication, right? So, you know, that's the second thing is looking at yourself. Okay, you know, approach yourself with kindness. If you if you are overweight, don't look at yourself and say, oh, I'm just, I'm just a fat ass. No, look at yourself as this is where I'm at. And... I need to accept that, but also how can I make certain changes? You know, it's just like going to the gym. A lot of times I've had people come to me and say, I don't want to work out in the gym because people are looking at me. When I'm working out, the only people I'm paying attention to is myself. I don't even like working out with partners. I listen to my music and I'm in my zone. And somebody, one of my friends has to come up to me. So I walk in the gym, I greet my friends, then I go to work out and that's it. You have to come in front of me and wave at me. And most people who work out consistently, that's where we are. We are so focused on ourselves. Most of us, <laughs> you can say most of, most of us are probably narcissists anyway. We're so self-consumed. We're not worried about what you're doing, right? So that's the second piece. And then the last piece of what you talk about is your health outcome. Where do you really want to go? And I mentioned this in the very first episode I had about your goals and your vision. What is your end product? Do you want to have more energy to play with your kids in, instead of bringing them to the pool and say, okay, you have 30 minutes. I'm going to sit over here because I'm too tired. But do you want to actually engage and have fun with your kids? Do you want to live long enough to see your grandkids? Do you want to be a fun aunt? Like whatever you want to be. If you are unhealthy and overweight, you can't really be any of those things, right? So, you know, ask yourself, what is your end product? And when you, and you really understand what that end product is, you can start making steps to that end products. So I love those three. And thanks so much for sharing that. And with that being said, we're talking about end products. So we're kind of getting into vision a little bit, right? Looking forward, looking ahead. And you do talk about the vision of vitality. So why is the vision of vitality important? So the vision of vitality is important, Zico, because we don't buy what we do. We buy why we do it, right? So all of your listeners, they all know that broccoli has more value for their body and the health they're committed to creating than a chocolate chip cookie. They don't need you or me to tell them that, right? And by the way, zero judgment about anyone who chooses a chocolate chip cookie. We're just looking at objective facts there, right? But, you know, in order to make new shifts, right? It's not to say you never have a chocolate chip cookie again, but if you do know you're eating them, in a quantity and frequency that does not serve the outcomes you're committed to. In other words, you're never producing your outcomes if you keep doing what you're doing, right? You need to be really clear on your why, like you were talking about. Do you wanna you know, play with your kids at the pool versus telling them go play, see you in 30 minutes, right? Do you wanna be a fun uncle or a fun aunt or whatever it is for you? That why, really getting clear on what your why is and staying connected to it is essential. Because in the moment, you know, when you're 
when you are facing a choice in the moment, having the ability to slow down and remember why would you make a different choice? That's that's where magic starts to happen. But first you have to be able to get clear on it outside of the moment, right? Outside of a moment of reactivity when you're at the party or it's it's your you know best friend's birthday or it's the holidays, whatever the case may be. You have to be able to get connected with your why outside of the the heat of the moment so that in the moment where you're confronted with the opportunity to make a new choice, you can tap into your why and then you could play a better game, right? Not not necessarily a perfect game, but just a better game. Better game played over and over again, man, all day long. That's going to go really far. And I loved what you shared, Zico, about like, you know, you, that's how you live, right? Playing a better game, playing a better game. Where's my better game? Where's my better game? And and by the way, you know, I can hear you do it with a lot of love, like love of this life and, and love of your, your grandparents, right? For sure. Um, and, you know, it's tapping into that. Like I play a better game out of love, love of myself, love of others, love of this life. That's awesome. Love, you know, I, I may need some more oxytocin in my life because, you know, love helps with that wonderful oxytocin. Listen, that episode I have with uh, Zora the Explorer is what we call her. Um, we, she talked about like oxytocin as her um, superpower. That's a fantastic episode I released like a few weeks ago. So anybody haven't heard that one, go back and listen to that. She's like, she's in her 50s and she's just crushing it all, all around. So, but side note, let me say this. If you get, if you get the chocolate chip cookie, I am judging you because everybody knows that macadamia nut is better than chocolate chip. That's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, I, mean, I don't want no chocolate chip in my life, you know, but, you know, that's I guess that's neither here nor there. But yeah, but seriously, it's it's true, though. You know, there's a, there's that we have to really understand our vision and see where we're going. Bob Marley says something in Buffalo Soldier, and he says, I'm Jamaican, if you don't know it by now. And he says that if you know your history then you'll know where you're coming from. Then you wouldn't have to ask me, who the heck do you think I am? Meaning that if you understand your values and you understand who you are and you have a clear vision, you don't need other people to validate you. One of the things I always say to people is unless you're in my close circle, because there's some people I do care, but for most of the time, if unless you're in my close circle, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you call me because your opinion says more about you than it does about me so whatever you say about me zico is an idiot okay that's your opinion of it i'm probably smarter than you but you know that's that's my opinion right so it really does it really matter now if you're trying to threaten my life or something like that when we talk about a different scenario right but if you know who you are if you're comfortable within yourself a lot of these outside opinions are not going to impact you. Now, if people are close to you are then pushing that negativity towards you, that's a different conversation because those people might be in your circle. And sometimes I just get rid of them altogether or just put them at arm's length. And that's a whole different conversation with itself. But it is important to understand your vision. Now, we're getting away from vision. That's a, that's a character in, in uh, Avengers too, isn't it? Yeah, vision is a character in, in, uh, in Avengers, now I think about it. But anyway... Getting away from vision, we're going to talk about weight loss resistance a little bit, right? So what are the common root causes of weight loss resistance? Yeah. So when I think about the common root causes of weight loss resistance, I'm really going down like the 
biochemical and physiological rabbit holes. And so the first one that I see as, the com as a common cause of weight loss resistance is elevated inflammation. And inflammation, right? Sometimes I'll have a conversation with someone, right? 30 minute complimentary consultation, and they'll say something like, you know, Dr. H, I just, I'm really inflamed. And I'll ask them to tell me a little bit more about that. And they might say, uh, I'm bloated or my joints hurt, or I just get brain fog. You know, it, their experience of inflammation is showing up in different ways. And, you know, when I actually dig in and work with people, I always check inflammation because inflammation isn't always felt. In fact, lots of times it's not. And it is a measurable phenomenon, right? We can measure inflammation and HSCRP, high sensitivity C-reactive protein in homocysteine. Uh, maybe we'll measure it in ESR, but those are just examples of different ways we might measure inflammation, but it is a knowable number. When inflammation is elevated, it actually interferes with metabolism. It pushes people into calorie conservation, AKA fat storage mode. So elevated inflammation equals fat storage, number one. Number two is gunked up detox pathways, right? Detoxification is a term that's so chic. People like to throw it around left and right. It's a great way to sell a supplement for anyone who wants to sell a supplement, just slap detox on it. You're good to go, right? Um, but it actually is, a, there are physiological pathways that are happening that let our body detoxify. And we don't just detoxify pollutants, right? Things we encounter, cigarette smoke or, um, you know, the exhaust from, you know, traffic or, or even alcohol, right? We also detox our hormones and we detox from the end products of the microbes in, in our, in our, in us, in our microbiome, right? So when our detox pathways are, are, you know, kind of gunked up, aren't running properly, it's going to slow everything down and increased toxins means increased damage to our body. Increased toxins means for a lot of people increased estrogen because hormones go through those detox pathways. So that's also going to create a scenario where you know, of weight loss resistance. So we have inflammation, detox pathways gunked up. And then the third one is impaired insulin sensitivity. And that can be the result of a lot of different things. And again, that's a measurable thing, fasting insulin. And I don't just mean lab normal. And I'm sure you totally got, get that, right? We want ideal, right? And to me, ideal fasting insulin is kind of like six or less. And that's a far cry away from, you know, upper limit of insulin uh, is, you know, depending on the lab 1920. So when, you know, someone has impaired insulin sensitivity, again, their body's going to be pushed into that fat storage mode also. So elevated inflammation, detox pathways that aren't running smoothly and impaired insulin sensitivity. Those are three common causes of weight loss resistance. I have no data whatsoever to back this up. And I always preface that when I say this sentence, but I believe that most people, if not everyone who's overweight is insulin resistant because just understanding biology and how the human body works, it's you, you use insulin to store that excess glycogen, right? So it does reasons that you're going to be insulin resistant. That's why people who are type two diabetic, most people are overweight who are type two diabetic because of crying in their pancreas, overcreating insulin and all the other stuff that happens. Right. So I definitely uh, believe in that, but one tip I'm going to add with that can help with all three of those that a lot of people miss 
I had uh, Dr. Jonathan Wolf on the show. He's from Zoe Nutrition, and they run the largest human study in the world uh, or nutrition study in the world. And something that came out of their study is that most people are constantly in a post-digestive state, meaning they don't give their bodies rest, lowering chronic inflammation, lowering oxidative stress, um, insulin sensitivity. And I like the fact that you also that you mentioned not testing blood glucose level, but actually insulin levels, right? But lowering your inflammation, lowering oxidative stress, lowering um, insulin levels can all be done with fasting. That's now there are other things that comes up as, as a part of it too. If you have underlying health issues, so on and so forth, males or females, and I have an entire episode on fasting, but I want to drive that home because I've had people, I eat a lot. I track my meals the other day just to see, I, I eat intuitively. I don't check how much I eat in a day. And somebody asked me, how much protein do you eat in a day? And I was curious. So I was like, let me just track it and see. Most days I eat over 3000 calories and people look at me like that, that's a lot of food, right? And, but people at the same time, I don't eat until around 11 o'clock every day. I give my body 12 to from my last meal to my next meal. I give my body 12 to 14 hours. I get those in my feeding window, right? Because I, so I give my body that time to rest and detox, oh, detox. That's the second point I was missing to detox, cleanse itself, lower inflammation. And by the time I eat, by the time I eat, I'm hungry. Now I have people say to me, I love food too much to fast. And I'm like, hold on. So I look at their eating schedule. I say, okay, so you ate last night, eight o'clock, which probably shouldn't have because it's too late. Um, then you wake up in the morning, you get a bagel or something from McDonald's on your way to work and probably like eight o'clock or something. You're too busy to eat lunch. So you you basically shove lunch down your, your throat at 12 o'clock. So that's four, maybe one o'clock, five hours or whenever after that. Then you come home. And then you may get dinner about five hours later, and then you may get a snack and you go to bed, right? So I eat three times, if not four times more than you in the time that I'm eating, but my timing is different because then you wake up, your insulin levels is already high, um, high because it's morning time. Your cortisol levels may also be a little bit higher, but just how, how we're designed. And then you just eat and then you raise your, your, your glucose levels probably depending on what you're most of our breakfasts are sugar laden carb laden breakfasts so your insulin level rises then your body has to store that excess as fat because you're probably not you don't even weight train so you don't have enough lean muscle to store that that, that excess glycogen and then your sugar crashes so you probably crave something high sugar for lunch or high carb for lunch and then the same goes and the cycle just keep repeating and you're like I only ate a thousand calories. Why am I overweight? You're always in a post-digestive state. You're not giving your body. Again, I have an entire short on fasting for weight loss. You can go back and listen to it. But I just want to talk about how important that is because our ancestors fasted naturally. They probably didn't even call it fasting. It was naturally a part of their protocol. We need to wake up and realize that our structure in our lives is literally killing us. And on that very happy note, I want to talk to someone about Lumen. Now, people who listen to the show for a while knows that I love Lumen. It's a fantastic product. And people know that I'm an expert in metabolic flexibility. Well, what is metabolic flexibility? I'm glad you asked. See, being metabolically flexible means that when you eat carbs or you eat fats, you have the right enzymes to break them down appropriately. 
Now, based on our lifestyles, ancestral background, you may not have the right, and naturally have the right enzymes to break them down. So you eat fat, you may gain fat. You eat carbs, you may even gain carbs. What's cool about lumen is that when you blow into it, it reads the CO2 level in your breath, which is the end of the Krebs cycle, and it tells you whether you're burning fat or you're burning carbs. So let's say you blow into it in the morning, it gives you a reading of the level of fat versus carbs that you're burning. Based on that, their nutritionists give you guidelines to follow throughout the day of what you need to eat to help to improve your metabolism. Over time, let's say you are a carb burner or a sugar burner, you will become better at burning fat. Let's say you are a fat burner, you can become better at burning carbs and then you hit the sweet spot. And that sweet spot is that you can burn fat and you can burn carbs as you need to, just like your boy right here. That's why I don't gain weight. Or one of the reasons why I don't gain weight, because I'm metabolically flexible. It, I, I remember where I read the research at, is it over 85 or 90% of Americans are not metabolically healthy. So you think about weight loss, it's not just about the calories you eat. You may not have the ability to break down the foods that you're eating properly. So no matter how much you cut your calories, you may just end up hangry and hating life all the time and still gaining weight in the process. So check out Lumen. It's a fantastic product. I actually use it. I even have my clients use it. The website is lumen.me. And because I've been working with them so long, my code Zico Health gets you $50 off. See, most people get you 10% or 15%. I was able to negotiate $50 off their services. So check out the website, lumen.me. The link will be in the show notes and, of course, in the description of the episode. And with that being said, now we're getting to the hack of the episode. So, Jesse, tell us, what are the five essentials of weight loss mastery? So the five essentials of weight loss mastery, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to revisit some of the elements that are essential from a perspective standpoint, and we're going to revisit some of the elements that are essential from an action standpoint. So the first one really is be kind and honest, right? And by that, you know, the action in that is going to be start being honest and be kind with yourself at the same time, right? So for someone who's new to the journey, that's going to be actually tracking, right? Tracking nutrition, tracking steps, tracking sleep, tracking, you know, weight, getting labs done. So that's part of the being honest part. The second essential weight loss mastery is to choose your nose. And that's really to say, you are always saying no to something, right? People, well, I'm sure you hear this all the time, Zico, right? Someone saying, oh, but you know, I just couldn't say no to the cake, or I just couldn't say no to, uh, you know, it was, it was my mom's birthday. I couldn't say no to the big pasta, you know, dish or whatever it is. Right. But the truth is you are always saying no to something. So you're either, either saying no to the health outcomes you say are most important to you, or you're saying no to the extra macadamia cookie, right? Or the, uh, you know, big bowl of pasta, whatever it is for you, but really being clear that you are always saying no to something. So starting to get very deliberate 
about your nose, right? And it's a little bit like spending money, right? Yeah, okay, you can buy, you can you can find your sweet spot sway where you're gonna, you know, indulge and you know go on a nice vacation and things like that. But being really deliberate about how you are spending your nose. The third one is, you know, no surprise to you in the way of actions that radically transform health trajectory over time. That's be a yes to strength training right? Strength training, uh, you know, to share a little bit about my own story in the way of health and wellness. Uh, when I went to UCLA undergrad it, and one of the ways I created my schedule was I figured out when I wanted to work out and then I picked my classes, right? That's, that's how, how it was for me. And that was great. And I was a huge runner at the time. And also my body wasn't the way I wanted it to be because, I was, the way I was feeling my body wasn't a fit for what I was committed to. And also my workouts weren't a fit for what I was committed to, but I learned over time. And so when I was 25, I opened up a high intensity, the first high intensity strength training gym in the city of Chicago. That's 20 years ago. I'm 45 now. And I sold my half about four years after, you know, being the managing partner. And when I go back to Chicago, I am a paying client and, you know, I cannot, overstate the importance of really meaningful strength training for men and women alike. You know, strength training is our metabolic moneymaker, right? It is not about the calories you burn while you work out. It's the calories you burn as a result of your workout that matter, right? So when you are sleeping and you're burning more calories, that's where the gold is. That is where the gold is. So I cannot, again, just a, a huge, huge uh, plug for strength training. Um, you know, fourth essential of weight loss mastery is being sure you're really well educated, you know, and just like you were sharing about Lumen, um, you know, being well educated on your body's needs and what puts you in a pro-inflammatory state and what doesn't what keeps your insulin level stable and what doesn't, right? And so, you know, Lumen is a great tool for that. CGM is a great tool for that. Just doing regular labs quarterly is a great tool for that. So there are a lot of different ways you can get clued into that. And, you know, the fifth and final essential of weight loss mastery is invest in expertise, right? Just like if you were committed to be being the, uh, you know, really master tennis, right? If you were committed to, to be playing at a very high level, you wouldn't just go get a, a racket and, and run on the court and start, you know, whacking around. You'd go get a really great expert coach so that they could watch what you're doing and give you guidance and teach you things you just can't know because you haven't spent your life studying it. No problem with that. You know, I think there's a kind of this, sometimes people can feel a little bit like, well, I have a body, so I should be, know how to take care of it. And you know what? Not your fault. You weren't taught. It really should be a huge part of our educational curriculum, how to care for your body. That'd be a great, you know, course that starts in first grade, maybe even kindergarten, goes all through all the way throughout college. college. That would be a really worthwhile curriculum for everyone to get. But so far, not there. So make sure you have an expert who you trust, who's knowledgeable, who can guide you. If that course was in high school and college, I said, you said start from first grade. 
then big pharma and uh, big foods would be out of business. So you know, they don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want that. They. I'm surprised I'm not shut down yet. I think that's going to, I, I keep getting uh, more listens. Eventually they're just going to get rid of me because, you know, apparently I'm yelling to the masses, but yeah. And you're right. And I love those five. Those are five excellent tips. I'm not going to rehash them. You're talking about inflammation, talking about knowing your own body, knowing your why. Like there's just so much that really goes into it. And anybody that's listening, Go back and listen to that five and write them down. Like, but you can put that as a part of your nightly journaling, like, you know, or your morning journals and you write, write them down and say, did you meet those goals, you know, on a daily basis? What are you doing? Because once you have a guide, life becomes a lot better for you. And the fifth one I really love about hiring a coach or an expert, because Michael Jordan had a coach. In fact, Michael Jordan says that he wouldn't have been Michael Jordan without Phil Jackson. LeBron James have coaches. The best... The best people, the best at anything in the world usually has a coach, right? So, yes, you have a body, but how many of us really know how to take care of it? And that's why you work with an expert. If the expert is a doctor, even better. So with that being said, tell my audience how I can get in touch with you and learn more about your work. Absolutely. So you can get in touch with me, with me at wellempowered.com. You can go there, schedule a complimentary consultation to explore working together. Also, I'm going to be offering some courses coming down the pipeline there. So uh, send us an email. We at wellempowered.com. We'll get you on the waiting list for that. And then on social media, you can find me on Instagram at wellempowered. Perfect. And the show notes are going to be zikahealth.com slash wellempowered. That's well with two L's, by the way. I was typing it out as she was talking, but hold on, I got well with one L. So let me show that, you know, I can also I can also spell or sometimes I have to question that too. But anyway, zikahealth.com slash wellempowered will be the show notes and her contact information, including her email, will be in the show notes as well. So Dr. Jesse, thank you for being here and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Thank you so much, Zico. It's been such a pleasure to be with you and your tribe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.